Hi guys, I'm Chris. And I'm Mike. And welcome to the 100th episode of the Mitch Rap Pod. How you doing this week, Mike? Here, here. We did it. All right. I can't believe 100 episodes down. This is Ooh. crazy. Oh, oh man. We're here. This is a night to celebrate. So proud of us, Chris. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for being my partner. It's been a blast the whole way through this. It has been a pleasure. Um, I can't wait to do many more with you. Uh, this is the only the beginning. And yes, how yes. fitting that on our 100th episode, we would have an announcement. A pretty big announcement. That we do. That we do. And you know what I like to do when we have news or celebrations on this podcast. I like to share that information. What would that be? <laughs> in the form of a limerick. To 100 episodes, we made it, alas, with books, covers, attitude, and some sass. Here's to another hundred more about, who knows, maybe Brad Thor. To this accomplishment, we raise a glass. Here, here. Here, here. Season two. It's coming. Our patrons already knew we are going to kick off No Limits, the thriller podcast with season two. Brad Thor. Brad Thor, baby. The Scott Harvath podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, so we're doing a little bit of rebranding. It's going to be called No Limits Thriller Pod. And we have going to have our two seasons. Uh, we're going to be launching new website, new merch. So our season one will be there in entirety. Mitch Rap podcast. Uh, season two will be a Scott Harvath podcast focusing on Obviously, Scott Harvath from Brad Thor. Um, we're super excited to to get into, into that with you guys. That'll be coming in sometime in April, right, Mike? We've already started diving into the first couple books, and it was interesting. We we did, we we weren't sure what we wanted to do, and it just came down that we I don't know that it was just sitting there. We couldn't pass it up. We couldn't pass it up. No, we can't. We couldn't miss this one. I mean, we were also wondering, because we really want to cover some different authors and some of the newer thrillers, we'd love to get into new releases, but at the same time, our stick is committing to a series and almost making the encyclopedia of fan discussions, like you're having a, a chit-chat with your best bud, like I get to do every week with you. Uh, we wanted to to keep that going for you when we just follow a series and complete it, you know, start to finish. But the good news is down the road, we are also going to be releasing the No Limits Thriller Podcast Book Club. We're going to pick different books, sometimes new releases, every once in a while go back to the classics. And probably midway or towards the end of 2022, we're going to start releasing our our chats and discussions and bringing on other voices to do all thrillers, any new releases and anything else out there that's hot in the thriller verse. So we're going to commit to Brad Thor. Every month you're going to hear us cover another and the next Brad Thor book going through the series, starting with Lines of Lucerne. But we also long term want to break off and, and form another branch of the podcast to bring you a book club just about the hottest new releases. So stay tuned, 2022 and beyond. And beyond. Probably taking on too much, but yeah. It's, this brings me joy in life, so who cares? 
We got this. We got this. And don't you worry. We're still going to be bringing you episodes very much like the one we're covering today. Anytime we deem it necessary to break off, talk about a subject. Obviously, we love talking to authors. We're not going to stop doing that. We love talking to people in this community. Um, Not going to stop doing interviews. So we will be bringing you those as well and all through season two. Um, Obviously, we'll probably try to gear it towards, you know, talking now about Scott Harvath and uh, Brad Thor. But uh, yeah, no, I'm excited to go down this journey with you. Right. And I guess just a little uh, business on the, the logistics end of things. You can definitely, and we encourage you to stay subscribed to this podcast and this feed in your podcast player. Like Chris said, we're going to reopen the Mitrap series when new books are released, when we have some interviews and talks with Kyle, and definitely when the announcement is made for the ambassador program and you know the right. arcs go out. So we will be here on this channel with Mitrap Pod updates for new Mitrap, you know, content as the books come out. But we are going to, in April, start a new feed for season two of the No Limits Thriller Pod. So get ready to subscribe to another feed. That way, the Mitrap Pod feed is, you know, standing alone on its own for people to go back to or maybe new listeners to find and have the complete series, maybe 100, 105 episodes of Mitrap Pod, and then a separate one to subscribe to for the Brad Thor podcast or the Scott Harvath podcast. Yeah, and we'll be from now on. We'll we'll, we'll keep you guys updated. Um, we'll let you know when when you need to do that transition. But yeah, for now we we still have some things to finish up with uh with Mitch Rapp and and Vince Flynn and Kyle. So why don't you tell them what we're covering today, Mike? This is a big one. Anyone who knows us, anyone who's stuck with us, you're in the clubhouse. You've listened to all 100 episodes so far. Consider yourself a clubhouse member. You know we like to judge a cover by the book. That we do. So today, we are reviewing, recapping the hottest trends in Mitch Rap Pod covers. We're taking you back to the OGs. We're going to look at the Running Man, Standing Man series. We are even going to have to save some time maybe just a minute or two for cover C, I, you know, I don't, I, my heart can't, can't take it. You know, I don't, I don't want to go into cardiac arrest here, spending too much time on cover C, but we're going to go through the covers and in the end, share with you our favorites. So before we kick it off, I, I had a couple questions, uh, just about covers in general, Mike. Okay. So can you tell me your criteria for what makes a good book cover Ooh. in your mind? What 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 do you when you're walking into let's say Barnes and Noble or you're scrolling through Amazon, you know, and you don't have you ever like just been searching for books on Amazon or is it more like a go into a bookstore type experience where um I see something in, the, in that you know that center table, it's very nicely yeah. arranged. You see that cover, you're like, ooh, what is this? Yeah, I gotta say, a cover probably has more appeal in the physical bookstore. Sure, I, f- yeah. I feel like online shopping. It's so much easier to look at the short description. I feel like the, yeah. the first two lines of that short description matter a lot more. When you're in a bookstore, that's on the inside of the dust jacket, so you don't see it first. Where online shopping, you might see that description front and center. So, yeah, I, th- I think a book, nothing like, you know, Barnes and Nobles. Remember Borders? Do you have any Borders near you? 
growing up? I was a big Borders guy. I don't know. I guess there was more of them around me than Barnes and Noble, and then yep, yep. then now they're all gone. You know, it's crazy. Like Amazon is making a comeback with their own physical bookstores. They they single handedly took them out of business, and now they're bringing them back. Right. <laughs> yeah. I went to a big fancy one in Columbus Circle in New York City. It's like next to all these extraordinarily expensive stores in this little shopping plaza. I'm like, this is just a bookstore. Like, I, you you put them all out of business. It it was felt so weird. I haven't been in one. Is it true that like you can't actually walk out with a book? You can just go and walk and find a book and then they like ship one to your house? I think initially there was something like that. I think that was their initial model. I think they abandoned that because you, you like you actually check out and purchase the book. Like oh, you okay. can you right. can do that. Like it's stocked. Like the shelves are stocked. But I remember the one in Georgetown here in DC when that first opened it was very weird because it was Spartan and it just had like one copy of each book and then like a device to check out on. Or I don't know if it was a QR code, but it was like, now go buy this in the app. And it was like, why did I need a store for this? That's funny. All right. What makes a good yeah. cover? Um, no, I, I I think you're right. The cover is definitely more important for the physical store and what drives me is, is you know, it's got to catch me. Like, you know, it's yeah. got to have something... You know, if I'm not looking for something, if I'm just perusing, you know, it's got to make me want to pick it up, you know, to get to that dust jacket, to get to that line. I, I don't really pick up things that have just like pictures of, of people, you know, um, yeah. in terms of like whether it's an autobiography or something like that. I think a, a landscape or a cityscape is big for me. A historical building. It just, uh, especially one I don't necessarily recognize, you know, all the cliche ones, the Eiffel Tower, the Lincoln Memorial, a little overused, but sometimes when you see those historical monuments or buildings that like, oh, I, I never really read a book about Jerusalem or I never read a book like you read about Moscow and the Kremlin all the time, right. but one that takes place in Prague, like, you know, it just... Seeing a unique cityscape that's not just one of the copy and paste, you know, Shutterstock uh, images, I feel like a nice landscape or historical building does it for me. Right. And so I was recently, the last time I was in a bookstore, I was looking for a book for my boss when I left Cornell. And I went to the sports section because I know he likes uh, New York sports. And obviously they had a big Mets section. One thing I do like is like montages of things. So I picked this one book that was all about like, the, I should know this. I like baseball, but with 85 Mets. Anyways, one of the seasons, maybe 85, 86 Mets when they were really good. And it was like just a montage of like scenes from that season. I, I like a good montage, you know, that's like cool. something that's going to be, you know, give me, all right, it's going to be talking about these various events. I, I'm more likely to pick up that book and be like, oh, what is this about? You know? Yeah, I hear you. That's pretty cool, especially nonfiction. Yeah, nonfiction, for sure. I feel like that would, yeah, it's really good for nonfiction. Yeah, um, I thought you were going to say, what's that famous iconic shot of the Mets player with the ground ball and it goes through his legs? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, don't remember what year that was. I thought it was going to be that shot. Yeah, um, maybe, how do you, how do you fare with, the blood, guts, and gore. Do you need a gun? Do you need an assault weapon? You know, do you need that like action shot on a cover of particularly th talking fiction and thrillers? 
or is that a little on the nose for you? Yeah, I don't need, I don't really need that. We've seen a lot of them in, you know, through our time with, with the, with the Mitrap series, especially the German, like the German covers. Yeah. Oftentimes in international covers, I guess it's just how they perceive, you know, <laughs> what Americans would put on their cover. Um, Ein Mitrap thriller. <laughs> when we head to the, you know, our top covers, you know, mine tend to skew to be more like a flag or a, a seal or, mm-hmm. you know, the Washington landscape, you know, something like that. One thing I do like, and obviously this doesn't pertain to before you read the book, but what I do like is when the cover then relates to directly to a scene or a plot point in the book, you know? Oh, dude. That's like payoff for, for you. That is criteria number one after the fact. After the fact. Obviously, you don't right. know before the fact, but... <laughs> you don't know, right? It's not... And that's why I think the publishing houses don't really care, you know, as much as we do. Sure, but exactly. <laughs> because it doesn't sell the fact, oh, I know what happens in chapter 26, you know, at the end of the plot. Well, that, that's not what sells it. it. The person hasn't read it. But for the fans, that's why we call it judge a cover by the book. Like, to me, that is what makes the cover last or not. So I think you might see today a couple of my favorites, a couple of the highlights are ones that very clearly recall scenes in the book that were pivotal or meaningful. So, yeah, you're right. That's the number one criteria after the fact, looking back to judge a cover. And I think the reason cover C really lets us down is because nine out of ten times, it has nothing to do at all with the plot. Nothing. So, let's... We'll we'll get to that eventually. But yeah, no, I think we're hitting all the right points. Uh, I don't need button gluts. It's got to be something that's going to sort of catch my eye, make me want to pick it up. Cityscapes, landscapes, stuff like that. Uh, What about you? Do you need blood and gore? No. Is that a prerequisite for you? Yeah, I'm not too into it. Or even like the high-tech stuff. But one cover series that definitely checks that that off is the Andrew and Wilson's series. I, I was just about to say that I do yes. like the tier one series. Like, yes, it's weird because it's done nice. It's done so nice with those operators and just their like NVGs or their high tech equipment. I almost, before I got into it, I thought it was futuristic. I thought it was like special forces, like 50 years sure. from now, but no, they just know so well, you know, what the guys on the ground and the equipment they're using. So, yeah, I don't need the kind of super duper decked out commandos, the blood, guts, and gore. Like, I'm I'm okay if I don't get that. Which leads me to a question for you. You mentioned seals and flags. Are you a minimalist? Are you okay with just a monochromatic color with a seal in the middle, just a flag with your typical red, white, and blue patterns? How do you feel about a very minimalist, traditionalist cover that's just not over the top? Yeah, I I think they're probably fine. Right. Um, one, I think they're aesthetically pleasing, yep. especially when you want to display these things on a bookshelf. Yeah, and oftentimes it's not just a seal. It's like a seal with a rip or a seal that's bleeding, you know, and yes. it has some sort of context that it's like, ooh, it's a little intrigue, you yes. know? It's like, what? why is that, you know? And yeah, these things, you know, we, <laughs> we're we discussing something that's way too deep that, you know, half the time people probably don't 
don't give a shit about. They're going to pick up the next Mitrap novel no matter what. Right. But for the fan that isn't a Mitrap fan and maybe they're walking through the LaGuardia or, you know, whatever, and this is in your Hudson News. I don't know if, if is, this is stuff has got to be in, in, in the airport, right? Oh, absolutely, dude. Every time one of these comes out, it's it's front and center in the airport. I think Brad Thor usually is is getting that top spot, but these are definitely airport reads. And, you know, if I see something that has a Mexico with what looks like a pandemic starting, you know, like the red dots and infection, uh, I don't know if I'd pick it up now, but before <laughs> before COVID, I was, uh, I'd be intrigued. I, I like that kind of that kind of stuff. Which is so. inter- that brings up an interesting point because I'm really excited. I hope we spend you know the next few minutes or a bulk of time on the OGs. You know the original first edition, really usually the hardcover when it, you know when a cover is announced or a book first hits the shelves. You're going to think of that first original hardcover printing, but then the one people are seeing in the airports, like you're saying, or the newsstands in, at the supermarket or whatever is the paperback, the mass market paperback, which sometimes are very different and sometimes might be your standing man, your running man, your cover C. So I'm curious, sometimes the best covers, the most iconic covers might not be the ones most prominently seen where people are passing, where the foot traffic is. Right. Interesting. Right. Hmm. And what's really interesting though is that now that the series has been around for quite some time, right? When was the first book? 1997 mm-hmm. was Term Limits. We've had the benefit that a couple of these have gone through different iterations with different publications. They, you know, re-released the paperbacks. Re-release. I don't think I don't think they ever re-released the actual hardcovers. They did do that kind of rebranding where there's another hardcover where it's a flag, usually red, white, red with the horizontal stripes or blue, white, blue. Right. You know that one with like the gold seal kind of on half and maybe the Capitol building? Maybe that was just because they wanted that that theme to stick. So they went back to the older Vince Flynn novels and, and redid them. Like I know Term Limits has that. I'm pretty sure Consent to Kill has one that looks that way. So I feel like that was a theme they were going for for a while. That was a hardcover in a second print. In a second print. Right, 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 right. I think. Because those were all hardcovers, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, exactly. Transfer Power has the, it's purple. (laughs) Really? The three purple uh, horizontal stripes with white in the middle? Yeah, exactly. So they must have gone to old school Vince and reprinted in that brand to have an updated hardcover. I want to get my hands on some of these uh, original hardcovers. Anyways, yeah, no, so going back to the originals, some of these are amazing. Oh, yeah. The reason I was bringing up this idea of now that we they've been around for a while, we have multiple prints, one of the things we don't have, obviously, is with the newer books, they're all pretty concise. They're all the same theme. It seems like since the Survivor or Order to Kill, um, at least, yeah, I would say more Order to Kill, from Order to Kill to all the way up to now Oath of Loyalty, it seems like they have the same sort of art direction. Mm-hmm. And I'll have to say, I, I really like them. I think they've they've killed them, knocked yeah. them out of the park. They're clean, crisp. 
you know, just going back and looking at some of these, right? Active, and it's really, you know, we don't normally look at these side by side. We look at them all within one book. So Act of Treason and Protect and Defend are essentially the same cover, right? It's, they are, right, right. <laughs> Consent to Kill maybe kind of is similar. The flag theme. Yeah, like you have three books in a row that's just a straight flag. And then you, before that, you get the seal with Executive Power and Memorial Day. Exactly. That very minimalist single color with a symbol in the middle. Did you notice in Protect and Defend, you can't even like read the the font? Yeah, that's interesting. The red color is kind of blending with the back with the flag in the background. That one probably has the least contrast mm-hmm. to make the name and the text pop. I feel like you look at that in the bookstore, you see the flag first, then the title and the author. Where the other ones, you yeah. really see the title and the author first. And then some of these old ones like uh, Term Limits... Transfer power, the third option, separation. Man, that you can tell how old these books are. Like just, you it's know, true. like it's true. They have that. I don't know what is it like that matte, matte quality to them, and like yeah. hazy. They just they scream like this. If you were watching a movie, you know, it would start up and be like, man, this this was filmed in the eighties. You know, like you you could just yeah. tell, or the or the nineties, whatever. It's, it's funny cool. like, seeing seeing the progression. No, it's it's really cool seeing the progression. You know, through the time, through the ages, how we've gone from you know old school to this new you know new school Kyle Kyleness. Yeah, I'm just realizing now though, it's kind of cool that Killshot has that with some of the blurring. It almost looks like one of those filters for the old timey photography. It's also a little, it's a little blurry, but it's also like gray and dull and dreary. I mean, yes, that's the theme or the, the setting of the book, but it almost slots perfectly next to transfer of power, which is where it comes in the order of, you know, chronological order. And then American Assassin, I remember they released both the red hardcover and the gray hardcover. I wonder if the gray, was so that it fits more naturally with kill shot and transfer of power. So the opening three have this kind of gray, almost dreary, almost blurred out look to them. Yeah, no, I was thinking about that. And it, it kind of, so it has the same font that we're using now, right? Ever since, what is it? Um, I guess Extreme Measures, it's been the same Vince Flynn font uh, and, and title. Or at least at least the same Vince Flynn. Maybe they change a little bit for the actual title, but um, so it's kind of blending the old with the new, mm-hmm. showing that you know maybe we're overthinking this, but it kind of seems intentional that the actual cover itself sort of blends itself between the term limits and the transfer of power, mm-hmm. um, but the font is present day, so you know I was showing that it was written in present day. That's interesting. Yeah, exactly. that's that's just what I was gaining from that. Yeah. So basically, the stages I see are kind of early Vince, definitely could tell, much more like late 90s, early 2000s. You have Executive Power and Memorial Day putting their own like stamp on it with this Mm -hmm. modern, crisp, and if I remember, Memorial Day almost glistened. Executive Power, too, it was almost like golden. It almost, they were shiny. Executive Power and Memorial Day do the opposite. They almost become shiny. 
Then you get into the flag trio. Three in a row with just a flag theme. Extreme measures with the Capitol building front and center, I feel like is starting something new. Because you got the Capitol building, then you've got the Lincoln Memorial. The next two also have buildings. I feel like that's a stretch of four that have a building front and center. Though I don't know where the last man is. Because it's kind of blurry in the background. We never figured that out. Yeah. Yeah, we couldn't figure. And Survivor. I still can't figure out that tower. Right. Right. We couldn't figure that out either. Yeah, I really want to know. So I feel like there's a clump there with buildings. Yeah, and then you get this run of just like things that pertain directly to the book, starting with, with Kyle's first full book, right? With Order to Kill. And then you have like Enemy of the State harkens back to American Assassin. It's essentially right. the same cover, just different. They are, yeah. Red War was an interesting twist. It's almost yes. a cartoon. Almost. I, it kind of reminds me of, or it's, I feel like Oath of Loyalty is similar to it. I would say, yeah, Red War and Oath of Loyalty are almost the most, the more modern, sleek looking modern artwork very crisp lines yeah and we're gonna post these sure on our on our socials so if you know we're doing our best to describe it you guys know know, if you're listening to this pod you know generally what we're talking about but just if you're interested and want to you know as we're talking about this look at it we'll we'll have these available on our instagram on our twitter facebook whatever it's really cool to actually look at these all side by side and you can see this progression of the story. You know, we've never really done that before. Um, or at least I haven't. There's probably zero merit to any of this. Yeah, it probably, no, probably makes no sense. It was not intentional. They probably had many other criteria than what was in the book before this? Or is this a clump of three or four that have a similar vein? I don't think there's anything to it, but it's kind of fun. Fun little exercise. That's basically our podcast. There's hardly any substance to it, but it's a fun little exercise. We prefer (laughs) style over substance, right? Just like my limericks. (laughs) All right. Is there anything else you want to say about the OGs or can we go to the Uh, running mans? Yeah. Do we do our favorites of these or are we just going to do favorites overall at the end? Uh, We can do either. I don't don't care. We'll, We'll do it at the end. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. So, spoiler alert: most of mine come from the OGs. So. I, I can't think of a running man, yeah, that I like more than these. And you know, there might be a few cover C's that sneak into the top spot. You never know. Yeah. Yeah, and no, no, I'm gonna guess that doesn't happen. <laughs> All right. All right. So, hold on: is this standing man or is this running man? So, I mean, <laughs> it's a two two dimensional. <laughs> so, are right, we got one? You can't. Two, three, four. Okay, we have four absolute, like, clear, clear as day running. Body in motion. Yeah, like, that dude is running. He's off. I don't think it's Mitch Rapp. The cat's out of the bag on that one. We, I don't know. Is it Mitch Rapp? I'm not sure. And then we got at definitely, okay, there's a couple of walking men in there. There's definitely two or three just straight up standing men. All right, so this is the walking, standing, running man. This is the gerund. Isn't that what you call an ing word? Is, yeah. This is the gerund. You know, this is the ing 
insert ver- active healthy lifestyle verb here cover series and we the one thing that we haven't gotten is since the the last one we have of this whole line is the survivor that's not even a man we get the shadow of the man Ooh, good point good point uh, what do you think of the uh, mass market American assassin putting Dylan O'Brien as your as your standing man with a gun? Right. Remember we talked about that. I think they had to go with the movie promos, right? Like, yeah, bes- you got besides you gotta hype it the up. yeah, besides the original hardcover printing, everything else has to be marketing for the movie. It it has to be. So I'm all yeah. right with it. I like that you see Michael Keaton, Stan Hurley, off his shoulder. That might be the the best part of it so just picking out some themes a lot of these are running in washington dc around the capitol Mm -hmm. uh, around lincoln the um not the lincoln but uh, one is running through lincoln memorial one is running through i think term limits is we uh, thought union Union station Station. yeah right but you wouldn't Uh, see the monument from union station like that true we don't know Capital, there's a lot on the Capitol steps. I, I don't know. Conspiracy? Mm. Some of these like probably don't even make sense. Like You could never actually see that from where he's standing, you know? Yeah. A couple of random tunnels and stairwells. Yeah, I know. Like, executive power running through the stairs. Is that when he's running up to get Donatella? Like, when, when does Donatella... No, that would be... Yeah, that would be executive power, right? She's definitely in separation of power. No, that would be separation. That would be separation. They might reunite there. I don't remember. I don't think so, because he's off in the Philippines. He gets his ass shot. Anna gets mad at him about getting shot. Yeah, no, it's the the very end of the third option, right? That's when she kills Peter Cameron, so it would yeah, be oh, separation. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's there. Yeah. So let me ask you, overall, if you had to have a consistent series of covers for a paperback that you know paperbacks obviously are going to be one of the most visible types of covers does this line do it for you do you think it lives up to the hype of the series if you were to show somebody these covers and be like i got this book series it's the best ever you got to read it you think these hold up are they are they quality to to carry the mitch rap name a few of them do i agree yes not not all of them um I really like, honestly, I think I like the Memorial Day one better than like the Memorial Day seal. That might be a hot take. <laughs> that might be a hot take. take. That is a good but, one, though. That's a good. You know, one. just the flags waving, standing in front of the. Even though I don't think he ever actually goes to the Washington Monument. No, never, never. <laughs> in in that book, that's just a cool scene. You know, the ones running through a hall, running like that, that doesn't, it, that, you might as well have like him shooting blood and guts, you know, like, again, it doesn't, doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Now, the transfer of power and the kill shot, like those are ominous to me. Like those, those are intriguing. You know, just how they've, they've positioned the color, the dark with, you know, the light on the, on the Capitol building or uh, the Eiffel Tower. Uh, and the third option you have, again, I'm guessing that would be in Germany, right? Um, and then obviously, so f- for Red War through Enemy of the Gates, you have just what was on the hardcover put on the on the paperback, right? Because they don't have multiple. the The only ones I think of the more recent books are 
the international version or the UK version. Right. The UK they have version, a, a yeah. different. We saw a different enemy of the gates. That's with the man stumbling out of the White House. And then Lethal Agent, there was, I think it was an Australia printing of the crosses, the kind of cemetery with the three crosses right. in the countryside. Oh, and Total Power, there was that strange one. Which had the planet, right? The planet, right. There's, I think it's like the UK or the German version of the guy looking out over the city and the city's like oh, electrified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then another version maybe sometimes the kindle or audiobook versions also have their own are, are different yeah different like a, a sub theme so that's the planet for total power yeah kind of unique yeah no i'd have to say some of these do for me some of them don't yeah what about you mike i'm with you it's cool i think overall i'm like that's right these look kind of cool some of them work, some of them don't. So, yeah, I don't have much more to say than that, except I'd be hard-pressed to say any of these make my list for best overall covers. You might think Memorial Day, the running, the standing man trumps the, the OG, but not for me. I don't think any of these would supersede the originals, the hardcover originals in my top list. Any of these you would rather have on your bookshelf than the originals? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, no, me neither. Me neither. Yeah. Yeah, I like the originals. Now we're missing. There's another line. I don't think we actually had a letter for it. You know, when when we, I made the graphics, but you know the one that often comes out as the audiobook cover. Right. It usually has one color scheme and some sort of object in the foreground. And I don't know how to describe it, but I'll give you an example. I remember there was the one, and it always comes up on my audiobooks, sometimes even my Kindle books. There's a one that was like that lion, which was the foot of the bridge. What was that book for? Oh, I'm trying to find it. But do you know that that line I'm talking about? Maybe some of you guys do. They're definitely the audiobooks usually, I think. And I'm trying to find some examples. Okay. The third option. Look yes. at I. Look at I. Do you know that yeah, line of that's, covers? That's the that's the Kindle or the the scribed, you right. know, what what they have on Audible. Yeah. Look at separation of power. E, cover E. Yeah, no, it's that's the line that's on the um, like Amazon or whatever, you know. But I don't know if I've ever seen those as paperbacks. No, I, I have not. And like one of the ones that I of that line that I really like is Extreme Measures. It's like one of the brightest color co- covers we have with the flag waving. It's like one of the better flag waving ones uh, that mm. that we've seen. Yes, yes, yes. And we we got that also for Lethal Agent which I thought was a really cool one where you have now the Lincoln Memorial or the um, Jefferson Memorial, right? And the trees, which I, those are traditionally cherry blossoms, but now instead they're like the virus, uh, you know, the what would be red dots on like your right uh, pandemic, what, what, what play gink, right? Game yes. are substituting for the cherry blossoms. So like that one was pretty cool. But yeah, no, this is like the whole audiobook line um, slash Kindle line. Dude, look at my favorite of that series. And I'll be honest, I think this line trumps 
the standing running man line. Oh yeah, no, this line is very good. I almost wish these were the standard paperback, like the the first mass market paperback edition were these. Look at protect and defend and even this line for you said extreme measures is pretty good. I believe it's executive power. There was one that I liked. No, not executive power. Let's see if I can find that one again. But protect and defend is pretty cool. And order to kill. Look at look at cover E on order to kill. I might have to put all these graphics on our website, our newly designed website at thrillerpod.com. Yes. Uh, maybe maybe I'll put all the the cover images there. But look at order to kill E. That's pretty baller. That's a really good one. Yeah, no, you're right. So it's like something that's in the foreground with the title at the very front. You know, mm-hmm. sort of. I, I like those a lot. All right. They're just an art. I'm not an artist. I I didn't. I don't. I didn't study graphic design, but those look aesthetically pleasing to me. They do. You know? They do. Contrast it next to the right, right next to it, like the order to kill with the helicopter. Mm-hmm. And the blood in, in the middle of the helicopter, like you know, it's just mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I'd rather pick up this other one. Was like, what is this? A mosque or a, somewhere in the Middle East, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I think a lot of those are are better than the Standing Man, Running Man. But what can you do? I actually saw some of those for the first time when I listened to the audiobooks, which you convinced me on. I didn't. I'd never really read them in the past. And then when I pulled them up and saw these covers for the first time, I was like, that's pretty cool. That's better than most mass market paperbacks I've seen. All right. So is, is, it, is it that time? I is think it it's time? time. I think it's time. <laughs> Hold on. Let, let me just go uh, get, get another drink. <laughs> Might need something right. stiff. I want to know whose brilliant idea was to come up with this line of, line of book covers. Oh, God. I it's don't been know. the. The running gag in this segment from all of our book po- second part two book pods, part three, whatever, whenever we talked about the covers. But cover C, man. One. I just need to give a disclaimer. <laughs> we did not plan this. No, it, uh, it just organically happened. <laughs> like the first couple of books were just like, oh, that cover, you know, that kind of kind of sucks. And then the next book, uh, you know what? Yeah, that's my least. Yeah, that, that cover kind of sucks. And then after like four or five, I'm like, wait, these covers all look the same and they all suck. <laughs> like that, it, it just happened. It was natural. It had, it, it had to be that way. We, we didn't force it. I was a little nervous, you know, Chris, I'm not that funny. I was like, podcast, you got to have a little bit of humor. I don't know how you're going to have to take, you know, the lead on that one, but no cover C gave us all the humor we need. <laughs> cover c in, in my life i've i've started like referring things to myself you know no one gets it besides me but as right. like <laughs> that, that's that's some cover c bullshit you know? that's the cover c right there yeah i'm great in papers right 100 180 100 cover c you know <laughs> <laughs> i think i think it hit it hit a peak what so first first of all let's just say <laughs> the colors the colors pastel why are there pastel covers in the midrap series 
Why? Why? Who who chose this palette? Dude, this okay. looks like Easter candy. I'm looking at all the cover C's next to each other. It's like a bag of freaking peeps or something. Like, what's going on here? It's a here? bag of peeps. It's a bag of, like, Easter M&Ms. Why? But, so originally it was like, well, the first time they showed up, right, was Transfer of Power. <laughs> and the power lines. Okay. And we're like, so bad. We're, we're like, what the fuck? When is Mitrav in a field? <laughs> With some power lines, and it looks like a pretty, pretty powerful storm coming in. Like you shouldn't be near those power lines, Mitch. No, you should not. <laughs> you absolutely should not. Plus, when does Mitch go to Kansas? Let's yeah, be real. exactly in the plains, in the Great Plains. When does he tap his heels, pick up Dorothy and Frodo, and go to fucking Kansas? When does that happen? I honestly think these are just covers stolen from the Jack Reacher series. You know, in that series, he goes from town to town solving a mystery. I, and I really, truly think they, they hired the same people. If you go look at some of those covers, they look very similar to these. But, you know, you get these run of just guys. All of them have a guy in a, in a, a coat, sometimes with a gun, sometimes not, staring away from us. Typically with power lines, we have one, two, Three, four, five with power lines. We have a couple more with like either fences or barbed wires. And then what really put it over the top was freaking separation of power, man. The train in the the middle of winter. The train in the winter. I think think we talked for like at least 10, 15 minutes on the separation of power pod. The train. (laughs) God when did Mitch train. in Separation Power go to Russia and have to hop on, <laughs> have to hop on a train? Dude, I'm willing to bet you in this entire series, I bet I can count on one hand the number of scenes where it's snowing. Am I right? Yeah, I, I can't even I can't even really think of these books. I, when when is he in winter, cold weather? He hates the well, cold no, weather. Well, no, he in total power. There's there's snow. Total, total power, power in Asheville. He goes in the winter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. He goes out to Jed's place in the winter. Okay, honestly, does Mitch Rapp in any cold weather gear or fighting stand out to you at all? Yeah, I think what's the one with um the bomb uh, and Agent Rivera? Is that protect and defend or is that? Agent Rivera is an act of treason because she's a Secret Service agent. Right. So he I sleeps think... with her at the beginning of Protect, Protect and Defend. Defense. Where do they go together? No. So, like, the beginning, I think that he describes that attack happening in, like, you know, January or February, right? Or okay. maybe, no, maybe December. I guess that would make sense, right? If he's about to become the president. Inauguration would be... Yeah. Yeah, so... What about the friggin' boat? Come on, dude. The dock and the boat in extreme measures? What? That's up there with the train. That'd be a better cover for Memorial Day, which instead he's in the middle of, of Charleston a field Harbor, with barbed right. wires. Yeah, in Charleston Harbor. Like, what's going on here, man? Although I'm very happy with consent to kill, safety first, you know, 25 miles an hour. At least we know what the speed limit is on this particular street where Mitch is walking. 
Because if that sign wasn't there, somebody might be going 30 miles an hour and you know what happens. You know, bad things happen when you speed. And also, you can make a right turn. I know a lot of listeners, you're wondering, at this intersection, can you make a left turn? Can you make a right turn? I actually personally want to know if U-turns are allowed, but there's no sign. So if there were a sign that said no U-turns, I'd have some clarity on that. But thankfully, at least the sign says you can make a right turn at a suggested speed of 25 miles an hour, safety first. So at least they put the sign there for us on consent to kill. What the fuck? Why is the sign there? Wait, hold on. We, Honestly, we never talked about this. Term limits has, is that the Brooklyn Bridge? God damn it. We Okay, we did bring that up. I actually remember us arguing over, is it the Brooklyn Bridge? And I think we said yes. I think so. Or was that a different cover? Because there was a bridge on a co- on another cover for sure. Maybe it was that. That's the Brooklyn Bridge on term limits. Why? Oh my! See, this is it's this is just incompetence, straight up incompetence. I I don't get it. I I honestly, I don't get it. Read the book at least. That's all I ask from you. Did you realize pursuit of honor? There's a second per. Oh my god, he's pursuing somebody. Pursuit of honor. So they put a second person. Okay, when is he in a foot chase with Hakeem or Kareem? In the middle of a desert with tumbleweeds. Uh, they are in like Iowa, right? They're like Sh- sure, but Mitch is never there tracking them in Iowa. True, they had to come back. Yeah, this is two dudes like trumping through the woods, like or not the like trekking across the desert. So when we were putting this together, one thing we realized that I don't know how this slipped our mind. Probably because we just we wanted to not pay too much attention to cover C. It doesn't garner our you know, that many brain cells that we are currently putting into this. But there's a little nugget on each of these covers in in the form of a, a little little one liner, right? That's true. Get tagline. We have American Assassin, one nation's hero, one nation's terrorist. Do you want to hear this gem? Guys, you're gonna be blown away by this. Transfer of power. Think everything you love about the first Mitch Rapp book, and just how powerful that story is, is summed up in this line. <laughs> I, I can't get through it. You can't even say it with a straight face, can you? <laughs> you can't even say it with a straight face. <laughs> Only one man can save the nation. Only one man. Oh my god. Memorial Day. The fate of the nation is in his hands. <laughs> Consent to kill. The hunter has become the hunted. Act, act of treason. Can he tame the enemy within? Oh my god. <laughs> it's payback time. <laughs> In the light for a nation, do the ends always justify the means? Separation of power. Meet one nation's deadliest weapon. Uh, A hero can't always be good. Dude, how did we not talk about these? I don't know. How the hell did we not talk about these? These 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 are gold. 
These, These are, are gems. Gold. Term limits. The nation needs a hero. Oh. Dot, dot, dot. Oh, my, oh God. my God. Oh, my God. <sighs> Can, okay, can you imagine if any of these were a movie poster, how much it would get roasted? Absolutely roasted. <laughs> Meet the one-man war on terror. Oh, my God. On the trail of the traitor within. On the trail of the traitor within. You know, you got that, what's that guy? The hunt is on. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, so we've spent enough time on cover C. I think oh. we should just move on. It's, uh, let's say, not a highlight of the covers. Yeah, probably no. a low light. The freaking train. The train. We're moving on. The train, man. We're moving on. The train. The boat. The tumbleweeds. The Brooklyn freaking bridge. And the power. Mitch lines. has never gone to New York City. Has he ever gone to New York City? Um. Oh, he gets, he gets Glenn Adams. Glenn right? Adams, right, takes him on the street. Yep, yep, exactly. You know what's crazy, though, is that almost probably for half of these, you could maybe make an argument for another book, but sure. none of them are for the actual book they're on. No, not at all. <laughs> not, you can't even stretch it. You cannot even stretch it. Uh, all right. Any, um, any, any cover C's that, are, that redeem them? No? No? No, there is no redemption. There is no redemption to be had for cover C. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. The font is halfway okay. All right, let's move on. <laughs> All right, so we can either just go ahead, give a give our top top three to five covers out of all all entirety. Um, I had a couple questions in terms of like. What you thought the worst cover C was? No. Nope. Best slash worst? Nope. We'll, right, we'll move, move on, on from that. <laughs> Sorry. Which cover makes you the most likely not to buy the book? Mm, I think I have about 19 of them next to move on. <laughs> Any cover C? Which cover sets the stage slash mood the best? Okay, okay. You, you know, just your last question, though, to actually uh, take it seriously. I think least likely if I were an American to buy those, what was it? The Hungarian or Romanian covers, which has like the two panels. There's a top half and a bottom half. Oh, right, right, right. And one's right. like a couple holding hands on a bench. And the other one is like a security guard with an assault rifle. I feel like I just wouldn't buy that crap. I'm, I'm sure over there, who knows? They might eat it up. They might love that. But those were dumb. There was like three or four of them. They were dumb. Yeah, no, I agree. Sets the stage. Okay. I think let, let's just um let's just stick with the OGs cuz that's easier. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Or though, should we do a quick roundup of those really cool like international like really totally random ones even if they're not going to be our favorites. I just think like the which was the one where Grisha has the red dot lined up on him and so the cover has the dot on him. That would be uh, order to kill. Order to kill. Yeah. Yes, no, some. Yes, yes. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, go back and look at our Instagrams. Um, some of the international covers are pretty cool. Yeah, they are. There's a lot of them, so it's kind of hard to you know, really, really dive into them. 
a lot the of the German one. ones, intense, you know, mm-hmm. spec ops people. Yeah. You know, taking that tier one, uh, Andrews and Wilson to to the to the freaking max. Very Jason Bourne esque. Yeah, that's true. Do you remember the one with the bloody bench and the hand? Yeah, see, like that. That makes that's cool. sense. I, that's cool. That, that's cool. Yeah, I think I, that yeah. must have been consent to kill because no, 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 American assassin because um, it was yeah, American assassin. His first kill on the bench in what is that Istanbul? Right, the guy on the bench with the cell phone. He shoots the, or he slaps the cell phone out of his hand. Right. All right, that was a cool cover. Anyway, and he he gets in too close. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. He makes it personal. Never Just thought we'd round up some of those international covers that are pretty decent. All right, so if I had to pick from the originals, mm-hmm. I'd probably have to go. This is hard. None of them really like. They're not very descriptive. They're not very descriptive in terms of telling you what the really telling you. Like, I feel like the Running Man's or the even the cover sees, even though they don't actually tell you anything, but they pretend to tell you like, oh, this is what the novel is going to be about, right? More so with the originals, we just get like uh, a general vibe of, you know, picking like one word, you know, mm. what is this book going to stand for, right? For some reason, Extreme Measures really calls out to me with like the explosions behind the Capitol building, because especially you have the explosions that actually go off right near the Capitol, sure. Hawk and Dove, Bobby Vans. Yeah, I really like the enemy at the gates. Oh, you know, especially, you know, that the, the, um, what is that? A post in the gate. It's like on one side of the N, but it's on the other side of the M. So it's like, you know, do du- the duality is the, is the enemy inside, outside. Sure, sure. Yeah. It had to be, or yeah, it had to be those. Are you saying those are top one, two or are those slip? No, in, a four in terms five? of like, wh- those like, which ones are oh, sets the setting stage. the stage, sets the stage best for, for the actual novel. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. It's it's a little on the nose, but term limits does that kind of well. Yeah, especially. Oh, I, I actually that should be the winner with in the crosshairs. The freaking crosshairs on the Capitol. I mean, it's a little racy, right? A little edgy, but I think that's what gave Vince the edge with term limits and really picked up some steam for him. Is that he went there? Um, it's also the first and second edition have. The crosshairs. The second edition, I think a lot of people would say, is more artistically done or more, it has more of a pop, a wow factor. But yeah, that one just tells you what the story's really going to be about. And don't forget, dude, although in the scope of the series, it ended up not being that big, when you read it, one of the biggest oh shit moments, besides, you know, Consent to Kill and Anna and whatnot, besides that is, Separation of power. When Hank Clark throws the dude out the window, when he goes on TV and exposes Mitch's identity, separation of power is pretty cool at having the window right there. Because it's a compelling cover. A window at night lit up in the Capitol building. So just visually, you're like, cool. Going to be an interesting story. And then after you read it, man, it packs such a punch. Yeah, you picked my top cover. Really? It's, number one? For me, number one. Yeah. I, wow. We, what I, when I was going through the criteria of like what my favorite cover was going to be, 
it has to be in context of what the actual story is. Because right. for me, that's what elevates the cover. You know, after I read it, I then go back and as I close the book, I look at the cover and see, you know, did this evoke sort of the same emotions I just got from the story? Does this, you know, represent what he was trying to tell? Does it convey a nice scene? Whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like one, Hank Clark, such a badass. And two, just that scene of him pushing what is it, Congressman Rudin, right? Yep. <laughs> Out the frickin' window. Yep. The fact that they actually put that on the cover is awesome. It's brilliant. I, brilliant. I, separation of power, n- number one for me. Very cool. Okay. I don't think I saw that coming. Let me go through a couple that would be in my, if we're actually doing it, but just kind of roughly in the three, four, five spot. And a couple might be a surprise. And then I'll give you my one. So... Runner up somewhere in that in that top five somewhere would be Pursuit of Honor, actually. Mm, interesting. For two reasons. Not a, not our favorite book. <laughs> no, not not my favorite book. I think the cover is one of the redeeming things about it, though. Really cool colors with the the light blue of the Potomac, and then the dark ominous clouds hovering over the Lincoln Memorial. And if we're judging a cover by the book. Dude, the Lincoln Memorial scene to end that book with the hostage situation. Pretty cool that that scene wraps up. You close the book, boom, and you look at the cover. It hits you. So artistically and also based on the storyline, I'm digging Pursuit of Honor. So that gets an honorable mention for being my original because I literally, I can feel and I could picture the Barnes & Noble on Long Island next to the Ben's Deli. (laughs) Got to have a Ben's Kosher Deli on Long Island in the strip mall, having lunch, getting my hot dog, you know, well. Hot dog? Yeah, maybe not hot dog. Having my knish. <laughs> um, <laughs> having my, oh, you know, a, um, what do you call it? What's the kosher hot dog line? Anyway, having my knish, Ben's Deli with my parents, going to the Hebrew, bookstore. Hebrew National. <laughs> Hebrew National, there it is. And Memorial Day was right there. And I picked it up and first Mitch Rat book ever. So honorable mention. I love the crisp classic look of that one. Last two honorable mentions, Animate the Gates, everything you said about it. Awesome. It 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 speaks to our political climate. And dude, oath of loyalty. Let's not forget. We can't judge the cover by the book yet. But that one is speaking to a modern America that Mitch has to deal with, a whole new landscape. Irene has to deal with. It's not this classic American flag, Americana, you know, makes you think of the Clinton or Bush administration. No, this is a flag for 2022. And so that one's great. But the winner, this might surprise you, number one, The Last Man. Really? Wow. Okay. Okay. Wasn't seeing that. Purely based on emotion. That guy, which could actually be the standing man, the sullen nature of it, the blurriness of it, almost nothing's clear, I think just speaks to Vince's personal life and journey. And just, it's almost he's walking into the shadows, walking into this blurry abyss. It right. almost I could see it the ending of a movie when it's a really emotional, dramatic closing to something. 
And I just feel like the way he wrapped up that book, wrapped up his life, wrapped up his custodianship of Mitrap. It's so iconic, man. It's so it's so meaningful. I just think that cover and that book is such a meaningful ending of a life well lived. I'm giving that the number one spot. Yeah, the cover kind of does it when you when you factor in the fact that that is Vincent's last book. It it kind of has a different meaning. You know, you can look at it and 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 like see, even though you know who knows when it was created, right? But it just you can project this other meaning onto it. Yep. For me, besides separation of power, I, I totally agree with you on Memorial Day. It's definitely in the top top five. As I said, I really like Extreme Measures. I'm a sucker for the Eiffel Tower, so I like the kill shot one. I thought you were gonna go kill shot. Yep. Yeah. You know, and again, it tells you this this story is gonna happen in Paris. And that's where we're going. Enemy at the gates. And then I, I like the lethal agent. I don't know. I, yeah. I like the, uh, you know, it, again, tells you where we're going to be. You get this idea that, you know, there's going to be some sort of virus involved. Total power. But yeah. All, total power. A nice. lot of these. Total power was nice. Very simple, you know. But a lot of these OG covers are, are really good. They They did a really good job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got to give a final shout out to that one that was the only one that looked Soviet era. I think it was the international one for Red War. Remember that one? Very like oh, with like the actual um, the the rockets. Order to kill. Nope. Order to kill. It's a German Ein Mitrap thriller. I'll be honest with you. Where you see Saint Basil's in Moscow. Might be my second all-time favorite Mitch Rapp cover. Wow. Okay. Uh, it might be. Because I forgot about that one, and it's just nostalgic. You like the salmon. You like the salmon color. That salmon color is kind of cool, only in that it makes me, it screams Soviet. And that's like Grisha. That's when Grisha almost kills Scott. Like, Russia, right? It opens in Russia. You meet Grisha in Russia. That right, starts, right, it right. launches the Krupen arc, right? So, man, I just had to give a final shout out to that one because I love it. All right, that's our covers. That's we it. really would like to hear what you guys think. What What's your favorite cover? Uh, not only of each individual book, but just, you know, do you have a favorite cover of the series? You know, is it is it just the one you bought? You know, do you have any sort of affection for these covers. Do you guys even care that we talk about covers? We <laughs> we love covers that we dedicated our 100th episode entirely to the covers of this series. All I have to say is that whoever they picked is in charge of their art now. Kudos to them. Yes, They're sir. killing it. Keep it rolling. We'd love to talk to you on the podcast. Open, invita- open invitation. Let's, uh, let's not have any more cover Cs. Please. I could do without. Please and thank you. you. Know, let's just retire that line. Let it go off into the pastures. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> this was fun. I, I enjoyed uh, doing a little recap of the covers. It's getting me primed for what my favorite book is, you know? <laughs> gotta, you got to give our ratings, Mike. Got to give our ratings. Yeah, we got to do that. I thought you were saying it's going to get you primed for season two. I Oh, might, it's also doing that. I might, I might say I have a hot take. I can't verify this yet because I'm not up on it. I'm not fresh on it yet. The Brad Thor covers might win. Mm, as a whole. Good. As a whole. 
I think the Brad Thor covers might slightly edge out the Mitch Rapp covers. But uh, that's a conclusion we'll good. have to come back to in a solid year and a half, two years maybe. <laughs> we'll, we'll check in periodically, of course. There we so. go. There we go. There are some good ones. Let's put it that way. Yes. There are some yes, gems. Yes, yes. All right, guys. Next time we we see you, I don't, we don't quite know what we're going to be talking about, but um, it'll be something good. We, we never fail you, unless you don't like it, and then we failed you, but we try not to. <laughs> and we got to thank our patrons, our special operator, Sherry F., our special agents, Daryl, Kevin, George, Matt, Don, Dennis, Peggy, Catherine, Ray, Bridget, Jeff, and Mark. Please subscribe, rate, and review using your favorite podcasting platform. You can find us at mitrappod.com but also at thrillerpod.com that's our new website uh, either one will take you to the same website right mike yep really cool website highly suggest you go check that out you can find us as always on twitter and instagram at mitrappod and as always just let mitch be mitch Just a disclaimer, this podcast is not affiliated with Vince Flynn, Kyle Mills, or Simon & Schuster, but thank you to them for bringing us the wonderful world of rap. And the music soundtrack is Guerrilla Tactics by Raphael Crooks.